uh, what's the name? It's it's, it's River um, Run. The whole River One. River One. River One. Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the Game of Thrones recap. All of us here are big Game of Thrones fans. We're going to cover it's kind of the TV show episode, I guess, because we decided to to pair it up with the Emmy nominations that just came out. And Game of Thrones completely dominated as it should, since it is the best TV show on the air right now. Amen. Maybe of all time, possibly. It's getting into that discussion now. Um, I think first things first with this episode for sure. We definitely do spoilers, and there's going to be a lot of that happening. Oh, here. we're going to be spoiling the shit out of Game we're of Thrones. All not the gonna talk about, we're not going to talk about <laughs> theories about what's going to happen in the future. But other than that, we're going to be talking. We're going to be breaking down the season yeah. six. So Game of Thrones and the Emmys, which are very Game of Thrones involved. If you're into those things, you're going to like this episode. So let's get into it. This was season six of Game of Thrones, and what was interesting about this season and what. You know, there are two major storylines going into this season as far as Game of Thrones go. One was Jon Snow, of course, got killed at the end of season five. So people lost their freaking minds. People were like, I'm not watching this anymore. I'm not watching this anymore. Were they, they were? Kind of, oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, people were like, I'm I not didn't see watch any this. of that. Oh, no. It was just like, oh, well, obviously Jon Snow is coming people back. related to me said that. Oh. Uh, that I, I, I thought. To, I and thought, unfortunately, I think that so many people like me had to talk those people down like, well, there's theories and there's this. Hold on, don't freak no. out. So it kind of got his coming back. Kind of got ruined. I just didn't so know anybody that believed he was dead. Ledge. Yeah, no, that's no. a very real thing. All right. I, yeah, see, I'm more with Rachel on that. It's just like that's too big of a finale where it's like, okay, the Red Woman's there, and Jon Snow just died. Like, what's the chances? You know, of him not coming back. And I yeah, thought it was pretty slim. Yeah, you guys have brains and irrational people, but, you know, there's a lot of people. <laughs> you just said there. a member of your family was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> Burn, member of family. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> They'll never uh, listen. Uh, yeah, they don't. Um, they can't figure out the internet. No, uh, so. <laughs> But that was my major storyline. That was obviously the big thing. But then the other thing, uh, you know, kind of breaking the the fourth wall here, the series finally passed where the books were. So there is no longer any source material for the showrunners to go off of George R.R. Martin's, you know, previous works. And so, you know, all these pretentious book readers who have forever thrown it into the show watchers' faces like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen or this, you know. Finally, we were kind of on equal grounds with it. You know, I'm cool with all the. Actually, the book readers are awesome because they've given me so much information over the years. And there's still things in the books that can be covered because they haven't addressed them in the show yet. Right. But yes, but they did. Like as far as like the chronological order of things, they have surpassed. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of fans were really worried where the season was going to go. Now that we've passed the books, but I, I think that Martin has kind of given them a. An outline and a you know a direction, a direction yeah on which to follow, and so for me, uh, it, if you're a comment reader like I am, a forum reader, you know there's half the people a troller. You mean yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I do troll. Uh, I'll admit it. Uh, a lot of people were were very pro the season and thought it was amazing. Uh, then there were some of the kind of the elitist the book readers like wow 
it wasn't written as well because they weren't following George R. R. Martin's. Well, like, <laughs> I could tell the difference in the writing and the, the story. Well, there w- to me, there was a definite shift in the season and not, not bad per se, but I feel like through the entire series, everything is kind of taking its time. And this season, they just kind of kicked it up a notch. Yes, that's um, very much true. Which, which makes sense. Even in the books, the books will probably kick it up a notch as well. And also the showrunners know that they had technically one season but like an extended season where they're cutting it into two so we have to to kick it up we have to start wrapping things up moving things forward aka Uh, let's get daenerys over to essos yeah and uh, let's get this white walker battle going yeah 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 yeah. exactly yeah winter winter is here yeah winter is finally here but you're right they did speed it up big time Uh, that was very noticeable they cut the fat there yes, no they fat. did. And some of for the fat's sure. enjoyable. Like you, yeah. you kind of like love the details. Oh, I'd sometimes. spend I'd spend the next ten years with these characters Absolutely. and and watch it them slowly unravel everything. Yeah. But I know that they can't really do that. But at the same time, we say like we got to it, but it still took forever for some things to finally happen. I'm, I think you, we Look would at all you, agree. Arya storyline. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I think we all would agree with the no face storyline. Yeah, or uh, and no the, uh, yeah. the no name storyline, and also the Sparrow storyline. Uh, and I'm putting Daenerys back in the desert again. It was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Other than that, I'm always gung ho with Jon Snow and the Night's Watch. And of course, now this whole build up with Ramsey. I'm fascinated with Brianna Tarr's storyline. Mm-hmm. That's been really cool to watch. Uh, Cersei. Yeah. No, anything with the sparrows, I just generally just didn't like it. But at see, all. I love Cersei as a villain, though. Oh, I think she's great. Uh, and so, and I. I kind of liked. I, I actually enjoy. Yeah, I, maybe I you're saying. right. Maybe you're right when uh, you think about it, and especially because what's going on? Because still, you know, Tommen is king this season, and his. You know, I thought it was kind of cool to tie in the faith with the crown and how those two things rule, and and how Tommen was manipulated both by his mom, his wife, and then the High Sparrow. Yeah, I actually personally enjoyed that storyline, and especially the payoff was so good. And Cersei, you know, kind of took over as right, right, as queen, queen villain. B. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially since we lost our other, you know, there's been kind of two major villains throughout the series: Joffrey and then Ramsay. Right. As far as like the hate, and we villains. always knew Cersei had the potential. Right. But it, I think you said it best before, where it was her children that always brought life to her, that always brought some kind of uh, we can identify maybe with that character. Yeah. And then boom, now her. that now yeah, the humanized her. Now yeah. that. She's lost her last her last child. Then it's she's like full dark side. She's now. full on, yeah, yeah. She's and full actually, dark side. her outfit was just amazing for that tenth uh, episode because it's like you were in all black, yeah. and you know, I mean, she looked pretty. Just it's gonna be. It should be pretty cool. She, she looked like a Disney villain come to life. That's like, true. I mean, yeah. she really did. Like, but I loved it, and I love where she's going, and and that she is just full out evil now. Your Grace. His Holiness the High Septon wishes to speak with you at the Great Sept of Baelor. His Holiness the High Septon is welcome to see me here in the Red Keep. Your Grace, this is not a request. It is a request, Cousin Lancel. You are asking me for something I'm refusing. The High Septon commands you. Are you sure you want to refuse him? He promised me I could stay in the Red Keep until my trial. He made no such promises. If you refuse to come of your own free will. Move aside, sir. 
order your man to step aside or there will be violence. I choose violence. And you got her and then, of course, the Night King is now also going to take over the major villain role. We've only seen glimpses of him, you know, the leader of the White Walkers. Um, we've only seen kind of, you know, a couple of scenes of him here and there. But I assume moving forward, he's obviously going to play a major, major role in things. So we're going to have two, you know, major villains kind of taking over the space where Ramsay and Joffrey have left off. Yeah, and supposedly uh, this new uh, uncle of Theon, he's supposed to be yeah, you're pretty, on. pretty yeah, wicked you're too. You're on Greyjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that that he's supposed to be like major. He's supposed to be a Ramsey type guy. So yeah, uh, pretty cool. They just continuously bring out these bad guys here and there. I mean, this show is just awesome. Well, to kind of spin off what you were saying about the stories, uh, the Cersei storyline was I. I mean, I've been trying to just go through. I rewatched the season for the third timing in the last month, two months. Did you and actually I, watch all the no name face stuff or did you fast forward through that? No, but that's a, that, <laughs> and that's that's my point. Okay, so if you watch this show over the course of ten weeks, you know it can kind of get to you because you're like, okay, let's get it going. But when you binge watch it, it's actually not that bad. And that's the first thing I noticed. To your point with the Sparrow storyline, it didn't bother me near as much. Now I only got through the fifth season. I did not get to rewatch the sixth season again, mm-hmm. so I really only have dealt with half half time with the sparrows. Right, but you you just kind of made a really good point where it's a nice balance between royalty and religion. Yeah, and really like by that. the time like I did not like the uh, Cersei's walk of shame or oh, I love or, that. You or, didn't or, like her that. atonement. Yeah, and when it's I rewatched such it, an iconic. Yeah, scene. When, yeah. I, when I when I rewatched it, I was like, wow, this is really good episode yeah um and maybe maybe it's just been a while and that's the thing about this show it's my third time to watch it and i can't wait to watch it again yeah and i imagine after that i want to watch it again it's yeah. it is an amazing show and another thing that i'll catch for anyone who is re-watching the show here and there is like i think the first time i rewatched it i only watched it through the fourth season and then now that i've watched it through the fifth season and the the major thing about one of the major things about the fifth season is that Bran's storyline's not in the fifth season, right? So it picks absent. up with uh, his training with the Three Eyed Raven. Well, there are things that happen in the fourth season that's really crucial to the sixth season. Yeah, you yeah. just wouldn't know. Yeah. Actually, there's like a there's a vision he has where you see the tree where they end up at the end of the fourth season. It's just so ingenious. Yeah, how they, they plant all that stuff early on the hallway. Where all where they run down at the end of the door episode? Oh right, 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 yeah. That's a vision. That's actually a vision that he has in the fourth season. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh my gosh, so you all! I mean, like this is, this is just it's like next it's, level. It's, it's stuff. poetic, man. It's yeah. just, it's it's amazing. So speaking of season season six in particular, highlights uh, of, of season six for you guys. What what do you think stood out the most? Uh, I think you know for me. Rest the noise about this won't be as good without George R. R. Martin's original works to base it on. I thought it was a phenomenal season. Me too. Um, anything that struck as a highlight for you this season in particular stand out? Uh, the Battle of the Bastards, like the actual battle itself. Oh, man. Was I think some that's of the, the most impressive cinematic work I've seen, period. Ever. But on TV, for sure. Yeah. No, I. it was... You could put it right up along with like Braveheart battles, all that stuff. I mean, like, it was amazing, and it, it was. was so it, well it's done. not just the visuals; it's actually what was happening. But 
Uh, well, all of that really stood out. But to the me. way that it was, was shot and choreographed. Oh yeah, it was especially the particular long shot of Jon Snow. Yes, as that's, that's the shot. That's that the should win shot. everything yeah. forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's that that uh, episode is up for best directing uh, for the Emmys when we do talk about that shortly, and rightfully so. I mean, yeah, that should. One of the coolest things about that long shot of Jon Snow is that they really just show how lucky war can be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so cool. Horses running in and out, arrows flying down from the ground, people about to hit you and then they get hit. I mean, and it was, we went on for what, two minutes, a minute and a half? I mean, that yeah. could go for a while. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. So good. Uh, so that that's a great, uh, that that has to be mentioned. I mean, there are so many of them, but that was the oh, we'll, first we'll one that occurred to me. We'll talk about it more, but since it came up first, which I think it should have come up first, that's my number one of the season. Is it? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's awesome. Cool. It's such a cool episode. My beloved wife, I've missed you terribly. Thank you for returning Lady Bolton safely. Dismount and kneel before me. Surrender your army and proclaim me the true Lord of Winterfell and Warden of the North. I will pardon you for deserting the Night's Watch. I will pardon these treasonous lords for betraying my house. Come, bastard. You don't have the men, you don't have the horses, and you don't have Winterfell. Why lead those poor souls into slaughter? There's no need for a battle. Get off your horse. Kneel. I'm a man of mercy. You're right. There's no need for a battle. Thousands of men don't need to die. Only one of us. Listen, this the old way. You against me. I keep hearing stories about you, bastard. The way people in the North talk about you, you're the greatest swordsman who ever walked. Maybe you are that good. Maybe not. I don't know if I'd beat you, but I know that my army will beat yours. Uh, what I what was the highlight for me? This isn't a particular moment, but for me it was it was nice to see the Starks. Have some happiness again. Yeah. Oh things to look up. You know, they've been... We have a lot of heroes to root for between Daenerys and Tyrion and all that stuff. But at the, at the very beginning of the show, it's very much established that the Starks are our protagonists. They're our heroes. You know, we lose Ned Stark right away, but it's, his, his legacy is carried on through his children. And they have gone through so much yeah, crap. Sure. They've been beat down, raped, tormented, killed just spat upon this entire <laughs> series and like season six was finally kind of the redemption of the starks between it's finally reunion a reunion between john and sansa sansa getting away and and kind of seeing her role as a leader come true and and john of course racing from the dead are you coming the back king in the north are you coming back and her moment where she leaves and she says the, the words i am Arya stark and uh, you know ah it, it, it was so nice to see Bran is becoming a badass. It was like, f for me, I just love that it was kind of the season of the Starks' redemption. Yeah. 
Uh, so that was that was my highlight uh, of this season in particular. Uh, Lowlights. Uh, what? Well, I want to say one more highlight because oh, okay, yeah. I think writing wise, and this might go to the whole damn show, but I think writing wise, the door is the best episode. I think Agreed. what they did with Hodor is one of the coolest things I've seen in quite a while in a TV show or in a moving period. George just kind of completely caught me off guard. It's like, oh my gosh, like, like, and 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 the fact that. That J.R.R. Martin has written it this way the entire time. In fact, if you watch that episode on HBO and then afterwards you watch like the quick little five or ten minute, you know, the making of the episode, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they say like when they, when J.R.R. Martin was explaining it to them, they were just like, "Oh my god, like holy shit, that's ingenious." Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just so cool. Yeah, no, it's what's cool is I didn't think we'd ever get any sort of explanation of why Hodor just always says Hodor. I just thought it was a quirk, a fun. Quirk and, and to see that it was a, a, yeah, a quirk that's like his whole life. <laughs> that funny little trait. Oh, that old Hodor. <laughs> but the fact that there's actually a story and a reason why and how it all tied in. And, and tragic. But, but he got so a hero's death, is what was he did. so cool. Yes. Like, it, it was tragic for sure. There were so many emotions sad. happening. Yeah, it was yeah. like such a, because it was a heroic death. So you're so happy that he got a hero's death and he saved Bran because we know Bran's important. Right. Uh, but to see not only him die, but to see why he had to live his life doing the way he did. And then Bran is going to feel the guilt of, I think he's already feeling the guilt of, oh, like, for oh sure. crap. I, I altered, did this to Hodor. Yeah, I altered history and, and this is what he became, uh, which was also a cool reveal of how powerful Bran can be. Um Another thing that I should mention as far as highlights that goes along with the Starks, speaking of that, uh, the R plus L equals J was finally revealed. Do you think it was ext- like completely okay. revealed? I think that the people who know about R plus L equals J, it was revealed and confirmed to them. I think the people that don't know about R plus L equals J, it's like, oh. I still don't think the R We definitely got the L. We yeah, we definitely, definitely got, got the L. L. Yeah. And we know that there's no Ned Stark involved at all. Right. So we know that Ned's not his dad, but... Okay. No idea about the R. Right. Which is cool. I, I think that'll be a later... Obviously, the way they she whispered and it wasn't completely revealed. Right. And so I think... I do appreciate that they're doing it. I mean, like, obviously, we, we know this. And if you're really into Game of Thrones, that's like the biggest theory that there has been right. this entire time. So you probably already know it. But for people that happen to not know that, I'm glad that they're revealing it slowly like that. Like, that's going to make it so much better. Well, and the people that don't know about it, they're sitting there talking, right? They're all talking this whole lot of off season about who it could possibly right, be. Right. And, and that's what, awesome. oh my gosh, I can't believe that Ned's not his dad. What's this mean? <laughs> and to us we're like, hey, welcome to the game, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And of course if you do know what it means, we also know what this means as far as future implications for the Iron Throne, who qualif- who qualifies and doesn't for the Iron Throne, what this means who as is far most as entitled to the Iron Throne. Most entitled who may marry whom? Who... To be real awkward. Yes, there's there's so many <laughs> things that tie into this, and you know when when John becomes king of the north, which was another really cool moment. You know, and it was it was very it was a very cool parallel to how Rob was yeah. proclaimed the king of the north, and to see John take on that mantle was really cool. But you know, the lines were said. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins, and that was kind of a part of the reason why, okay, we can make him King of the North. Well, maybe not so much now. So I don't know how that will all play into – if that will have any sort of effect on those type of just, things. Just – I've read no like, fan theories. I'm just throwing this out there. Sansa can still – well, like Bran should actually be the leader of the North, right? No. Sansa. 
But he is the next male heir. Oh, is that how it works? I don't. They've they've they've, they've I, kind of. I think it goes to males. I don't I think, think that females does. are entitled to yeah, to lead anything. So well, really, I mean, Brand should yeah, be. and that like Theon, they're all like, you know, give it to Theon. He's like, no, give it to my sister. Right, right. But I don't know who's older between the two. Oh. I think right. women only get it if if all the males are dead. Good. So I think Bran is actually. <laughs> well, I think Bran actually should be king of the North. Well, and and actually, since we were just talking about Sansa, I actually think her. Situation with Littlefinger is becoming very interesting as well. Yeah. It is. One thing I more and more noticed, or maybe I forgot about the fifth season, was that he kissed her multiple times in yeah. that series in that season. Yeah, he's and ooh. so something's up with her. I'll tell you, talk about a character who used to be my least favorite and is turning into the most intriguing <laughs> she character. She was such a little bitch at she the was. beginning. So whiny and yeah, annoying. She was. And now I think she's fascinating she's got yeah. one of the biggest arcs yeah. because oh, she, of what sure. she's been through yep and she's now turning you know she she gets it she's not naive but she's still being i think manipulated by Littlefinger. and for some reason i don't I have, think she is I, I i can't tell if she's going to turn on him or if he's going to ma- manipulate her to turn on john we'll see and that's the thing they've handled that whole situation the trust non-trust between john and sansa going back to the childhood and kind of forgiving now but still not completely trusting but they do love each other and all that stuff but then she doesn't fully trust Littlefinger but she kind of trusts Littlefinger I think Littlefinger's become more and more of a a, a key figure well Littlefinger's a master manipulator and he wants I mean he said it he wants the Iron Throne and his hands have been all over everything and so it's kind of like a cool little showdown now between it's kind of like a chess game I think between Sansa and, and Littlefinger, and, it is, and it's going to be cool, you know, because the little Sansa we know would have got her butt kicked by Littlefinger, but now it's like I don't know, she might be able to hold her own. Yeah. Uh, speaking of villains, another highlight I got to mention: the Ramsay Bolton death scene. I think was awesome. I wanted more. See, did you? Yes. See, I liked it. See, I wanted more from the Joffrey scene because Joffrey's was just a choke out. And, like, we didn't get to see, like, anybody personally, you know, kill him. Right. And so I wanted more from that. But Ramsey, I thought it was awesome that, you know, John kicked his ass. But then he left Sansa to to get her revenge on him to actually do the deed. Yeah. And then I thought it was cool that the the dogs, you know, it's been such a key figure for him Uh that he uses the dogs to kill. And so they turned it on him. I liked it. And they actually showed the dog by his face, which was awesome. I liked it, but I also have a slight issue with it. It to me, it was like a. Remember when they killed Phil Leotardo, uh-huh. and you yeah. were like, "That's exactly what the fans wanted," and yeah. you gave it to yeah. him. I think that's exactly what they like. I got that same sense. Like I can see that. So it's satisfying, but it also feels like a little bit like they did it for you. Like yeah. maybe this isn't exactly like what it kind of seems but... out of character for Game of Thrones. True, like uh, like too perfect. It it seemed too perfect and too that. right. Um, and so while I enjoyed it because that's what I wanted to see, it did feel not right in a Game of Thrones setting. Maybe it's I just wanted him and John to fight a little bit longer rather than Jon Snow walking at him, getting arrows shot at him, and then he just gets to him like that. I think I just wanted to see a little bit more John beating the crap out of him and then Sansa can do whatever he likes with them. See, and I agree with that. I do agree with that because I really... Uh, but I do think that they did... John punched good, him like 20 times. I was going to say, but he I do think that they, sh- they, they made it very clear that John was by far the superior badass. Because one, I love the scene where John's like, before the battle even happened, he's like, hey, let's just do this old-fashioned, bro. You and me. Yeah. Because it was like, let's just do this. And I love that Randy's like, 
mm, pass. Yeah. I mean, Chris is like such a cool, like, oh yeah, he knows that he's he's the badass and he'll kick your ass. And then I love that they come back to that full circle when uh, the giant storms the door, and that was a cool scene. And also uh, sad that we lost really, him. Really, really sad. Because I'm curious if we're going to get any more. They're know, so cool think, to see on yeah, TV. Yeah, they really are. I think are. that they're extinct. When yeah, I, when I, I think that was the last When one, I rewatched yeah. uh, uh, Hard Home, Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, Hard Home is amazing. Oh my gosh, it, it might be my so all-time cool. favorite episode. Yeah, so cool. I uh, think Battle of the Bastards is mine now. Oh, hard, so good. hard Home used to be. Yeah, but but I loved it because then you know he comes through and Ramsey's like, okay, never mind. Yeah, let's do that one-on-one thing. But he's like still being cheap-ass Ramsey yeah. and thinking I'll have the advantage because I got arrows and he doesn't have anything. So, but John just still is like, nope, block, <laughs> block, block, kick your ass. And it happened quickly, which I'm with you. I kind of want to see more. But it happening so quickly just showed how superior I thought that John was to yeah. him as far That's as like being a warrior an and like you know one on one. Ramsey's not a fighter. Yeah. Do you think uh, writing wise, Ramsey's a pretty generic bad guy? I love Ramsey. Honestly, I thought he was a great villain. I, I think he's very one note. He's very evil, and that's pretty much it. But I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. I, I I just I I enjoy Ramsey, and he's acted yeah, really too. well. I think he's acted really up. well. He's just so slimy. He is uh, pretty cool. Um, so are there any low lies for you guys? Yeah, actually the whole, uh, Blackwater, uh, what's the name? It's, it's, it's river um, run. The whole river one, river one, but the whole river run with the tolls and the, that and Walter Frey. I didn't understand half of that. I mean, I had to, for the first time in a long time, I had to do some deep research because they kept talking about river run. They kept talking about black. We just fish. haven't been with the phrase in so long. And I mean, like or since, the tollies. Yeah. Since like the red wedding, happened. all of them kind of just fell off the map. Dude, I went down right. the rabbit hole deep to research it. If you guys have any questions, no, I, I like we're research. Just, like, why were they even fighting just so they could, what were they fighting? Okay. So the tollies is Caitlin Stark's family. Her, right. her maiden name is Tolly. Well, the river run is the castle that their family is has occupied forever, right? Well, um, as part of the agreement for selling out the Starks at the Red Wedding, the Lannisters promised Walder Frey River Run. Like, okay, kill Caitlin Stark, kill Rob Stark for us, do that, and we'll give you River Run. So Walder Frey got control of River Run. Uh, used to be the Tollies. Well, Blackfish was kind of the one Tolly that was still out there that was a badass, and... During the downtime from the Red Wedding, while the Frey has, Freys have control of River Run, he's like, screw this. I'm taking River Run back for my tollies, back for my family. So he kind of gets an army and kicks the Freys out because the Freys, they don't have a great army. So Blackfish gets it back for the tollies. And so Jamie Lannister meets up with Walder Frey. He's like, okay, I'll go take it back for you. You know, okay. blah, blah, blah. So, so Jamie goes back and basically... The Freys are a mess, and Blackfish is just kicking their ass. And so Jamie takes back for the Freys. Okay, that that makes more sense. I guess they just spent so much time with it. I just didn't care. It's kind of like why. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't care anymore. The fact that we are, and, and Rachel just said it, that we hadn't been with the Tullys in so long. You know, it had been three seasons. I think yeah. the Red Wedding was at the end of the third. Yeah, it's been it's been a long, long and time. And so it's just like. Going back to these characters, I, 
I'm not sure how good of a job I did of reminding us who certain people were. If, if I didn't do the research, I would have been. I was confused leading up to it, so I was like, I got to figure out what they're talking about. So I had to do a lot of research. And some of that's where I started. Somewhere around there is when I just started rewatching the whole series again. Yeah, uh, which helped a little bit, but I still, even now, I, I had to ask questions. So that. But the continuity yeah. in that is amazing. Oh yeah, it is, like, and, yeah. It, and it set things up, and it. I mean, it was an important story. Well, and you know, it it did have some 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 ramifications. So it did tie into the bigger you know story and and all those things. And it kind of showed it. Jamie needed something to do. They had to get yeah. rid of him, and you know that's going to. I set think up that's a better him, way to put it. Him being gone set up Cersei doing what she did, and Jamie's not going to be too. Jamie will do anything for Cersei, and that's a very driving force for Jamie. Well, now Jamie's going to be. At a crossroads, He's a little torn. I well, love I love Cersei, Cersei and... more than anything, but I'm I'm a pretty decent guy, and what she just did was terrible, awful, and she he, did this with me being gone. He killed the Mad King for the same reason that, for that, what, that, Cersei what Cersei just did just to prevent did. what she just did, right? So, burning everybody down, yeah, and it caused Tommen's death. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's it. And she may not have been able to get away with all that stuff with Jamie, but it would have been there, and he might have like kind of been, you know. Oh, I don't, about. I don't think there's any way she would have done that if Jamie was there. Real quick, so we're just talking about River Run because I think we're done with that now. I think yeah. it was cool how he and Brienne saw each other for the first time in several seasons. It was a nice little nod. I loved how uh, they because I like their yeah. relationship a lot. I, l- I love the relationship, and she kind of humanizes him. Yeah. Uh, and I was worried that they were going to screw that up because I'd always love the relationship. I was like, I hope they don't. Kind of make Had them to enemy. fight each other, but but they they handled it so well. I thought Brienne's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Brienne's and actually she is awesome. Varys is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, the Varys more I watch Varys, especially over and over, Varys is awesome. He's like the heart. He's like so much the heart of the show, and you don't even realize it till seasons in. Because well, yeah, all he cares about is well, you right, don't know his motives. Because all he cares about, really, but he, but the thing is that he always says it over and he over. He does, again. but you don't know who but, you can trust because it's you don't Game know of Thrones, right? But it's just he just wants the good of men, right? He does, which is awesome. Like he's totally selfless. Like he really just does what's wrong. Generally, wants, he is speaking truth when he says it. Yeah, so but but cool. and another thing, and they did this purposely. They affiliated him. They kind of made you think that he and Littlefinger were kind of like the same type of person. Well, when your nickname's yeah. the Spider, it doesn't help much, right? Yeah, but yeah, Littlefinger. Yeah. This is that's a great point. Yeah, they, yeah. they kind of like lump them in together, and you know that Littlefinger because they asshole. have little birds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about the finale yet. Well, let, let me talk about. I want to touch on a low light for me. Oh right, right, right. Uh, low light. Did you have a low light that you want to talk about? There is one particular. Besides, I think we can all agree the no name face. Although I love the payoff. I love you know her getting herself back. It was great because I love Arya. I'm glad she's back. The Daenerys storyline was part of the only other one. Well, that ties into what Tyrion was really like. This was his worst season. He just didn't have much to do, even though he did. I mean, kind of run Marine. He released well, the dragons. He did release the dragon. I guess I should say this: he wasn't really as funny or charming. He didn't like have as much. No, but there. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you're saying, it's been and like I do. That for a couple typical, seasons. He, for he him. wasn't typical Tyrion. But he did give us some classic moments of when he was trying to make uh, Melisandre and Grey Worm tell jokes. <laughs> that was great. That, that was, was that was great. such a good scene. But look, this is the first time we've mentioned his name. I'm saying like in every other scene, yeah. oh, he's point. like a highlight. He's like Tyrion this, Tyrion, oh, that great scene. Or when well, he I mean, said we've this. this we're, we're like, what, 30 minutes into a recap and we hadn't even said his name yet. Good point. I mean, I do good wish point. there was more Tyrion, but we did see a major arc with Tyrion. And now, now 
he's more of a supporting character than he has right, been ever which is, before. Which is that's a bummer. That's a really good that's point. What I'm saying, yeah, but that's kind of a bummer because he's. It is because we all love Terry. Character. He's he's definitely he's also one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a loved character. I'll, we'll say it yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm friends with your mother. I'm here to help. Don't eat the help. When I was a child, an uncle asked what gift I wanted for my name day. I begged him for one of you. It wouldn't even have to be a big dragon, I told him. Be little like me. Everyone laughed like it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard. Then my father told me the last dragon had died a century ago. I cried myself to sleep that night. Um, but it was very nice at the end where he did get, he finally got his, uh, that was an awesome of, moment. That was so good. The what, hand, what, of the king, hand of the king. Hand of the king. I yeah. love every moment between him and Daenerys is golden. I yeah. love. And I that love was another this. thing. Like game of Thrones has, has made me into this very like cynical game of Thrones person. Like you're all going to die. You've all told me that from the beginning. So yeah. everybody's going to die and I don't trust anything you're doing. So when they do things like giving Tyrion, the acceptance of Daenerys, like of a real, this is all he's wanted. His entire yeah. life is to be accepted for who he is and understood. Like you have value, right? And I value you, and I'm choosing to give you this pin, yeah, because I want to give it to you, not because you're the last option, right? Or because you have my name, right? So, like when things like that happen, I'm like, that's so awesome. I wonder how it's going to go wrong. Like <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for something really bad to happen to Tyrion. <laughs> But Good it point. was it was a really awesome moment to finally see that for him, for someone yeah, to see the value that was. we've seen in him for seasons and seasons. And the fact that it was Daenerys, you know, the most noble, highly regarded character, right. probably along with Jon Snow, and the entire show was the one that showed him that kind of love was really, really cool. Um, the finale. You, so the you finale? Yeah, we, yeah, let's talk about the finale. Okay. Uh, I actually thought it was one of the. I think it was the best finale that Game of Thrones has had so far. Me too. Uh, one of the better finales that I've ever seen in a TV show. Well, yep. there's been some good ones, but it, it's up there for sure. Uh, really disappointed about Marjorie. Uh, I always liked Marjorie's I character Marjorie a lot. Yeah, I that was a, a bummer. That, I, that, I, I that sucked for them to wipe out that many. Boy, they wiped out a lot of characters. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, they the, killed a ton. They of wiped people. out Marjorie, her dad, High Sparrow, her, her brother, her brother, uh, all yeah. of the Tyrells, other than Grandma Tyrell. Yeah, yeah. who is the best Tyrell? By the she way, is. she is. She awesome. really is. I don't know. Marjorie's pretty awesome. Yeah, they're both pretty great. Uh, um, what's the uh, the dude with the white beard? Did he's oh, the uh, master? Grandmaster? Oh yeah, Grandmaster uh, Pi- Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Pi- he's, yeah. He's a goner. Uh, Cersei's course, cousin. Sh- shortly after that, even though he didn't, wasn't in Lancel? the fire, uh, yep. 
Tommen just jumps out a window, which was an awesome death. That was, was an like awesome was like death. whoa, okay. <laughs> but but let's take a moment and and give a little love to Tommen. He's kind of a forgot dude was the king, and he kind of just was never really talked guy. about. Such a weird he was, character, though. But he was so sweet. He was, he was too so, sweet, and he just got manipulated by all over the place. By that everybody. poor kid. I mean, everybody knew he never stood a chance. Like no. never. We knew from the get go that he was dead. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. But. But, but he had the best heart of all the. He had Lannisters. the best heart, and for him to kill himself, like yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. I knew he was dead from the beginning, but I. Oh, didn't once see they him showed the shot himself. of that open, he him. Well, looking, yes. Once he walked away and put the crown down, I was like, oh, he's about to jump out yep. that window. Yeah, oh, but that shot was. Didn't it was good. My mind. Oh, oh did really? It? Uh-uh, no. When he he walked out of the frame and it stayed on the when window, it I was on like, the frame. he's going out yep, that window. That's exactly, yep, I was the same way. <laughs> I was the exact same. They've way. never done a shot like that. No. Uh, but that was handled really well. But I was I was sad for little Tom and I was too. And he's going to be kind of a forgotten sweet character. Kid. He was a sweet kid. He, uh, but but it makes sense for him to you know because oh, he does. lost he lost his faith, which he was really buying into. He lost uh, his wife, and then he realized that his mom. He loved his mom. He loved his wife, and he loved the faith. And he kind of lost all three in one fell swoop because he realized <laughs> that Cersei was the one who made all this happen. Yep. So, yeah, good point. So pour one out for a little time. That's pretty cool. So speak. <laughs> so we'll stay in uh, King's Landing and stick with what Cersei did to awesome. do a little bit of revenge to the awesome. mother or whatever she's called. And because oh. the first time we see uh, the mountain's face, yeah, with that mask off, which was, yeah. I really wasn't sure what to expect. It was a little disappointing to be honest, but still kind of cool. And she's like a tone. Uh, yeah, shame. She said shame. Shame, 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 which is when she was closing the door. <laughs> Oh, that was so cool. And the fact that she just full out admitted, yeah, I like seeing you guys suffer. It was awesome. It's the only thing that gives me joy anymore. Yeah, but like, holy crap. Cersei's reached the point where she's just like straight up saying, I just want to watch you suffer. Holy crap. That yeah. Things are going to get bad news bears over yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, additionally, in the finale, we got Arya returning home, which we kind of talked about, but I did almost gag when she said it was her, his sons that he was eating. You're not one of mine, are you? No, my lord. Didn't think so. Too pretty. <laughs> Where are my damn moron sons? Blackwalder and Lothar promised to be here by midday. They're here, my lord. Well, what are they doing? Trimming their cunt hairs? Tell them to come here, now. But they're already here, my lord. Here, my lord. They weren't easy to carve, especially Black Walder. My name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that. The last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. It was awesome. It was I loved it. The payoff, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
the payoff to I, I hate sitting through that whole no name face storyline, yeah. but the payoff of her claiming to be Arya Stark again and returning to herself, but now as a badass little mercenary. And what she did to Walder Frey, who killed her entire family, was so freaking awesome. She fed him her kids. Yeah, yeah. And well, they okay. cut his throat. In the finale of the fifth season, Arya kills, I can't think of his name, but he was a Kingsguard. And she stabbed him in the eyes and then cut his throat. Mm-hmm. And she kind of smiled while she did it. Well, she does the exact same thing with Walter Frey in a different yep. way, right? But like Arya's character is... She's cold-blooded. It's interesting because she's... Way like for all the Starks, they all you're, you're rooting for all of them. And I'm still rooting for Arya. Oh yeah, so but much. she's becoming so she almost looks like she's enjoying the killing too oh, much. For sure, she so is. So it's it's getting very. I twisted. mean, that's that's the line that we're walking with Arya. Like, is she actually a villain? Is she enjoying it too much? Is right. she yeah. just going to go on like some crazy killing spree? Right. right. But a, for now, I really love it. Yeah. I love it too. But it is a little worrisome, especially since I'm naming my first daughter after her. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a little. She's she's definitely walking the line. But I'm with Rachel. I enjoy it right now. Uh, trying to think. Lastly, we finally have Daenerys. Her dragons, her ships, her Solon, her sons of the whatever harpy. Sons of the harpy. Uh, everyone's unsullied. Uh, everyone's on the ship going Dothraki. across. Dothraki. Except Three dragons. for Three except dragons. for Dario. <laughs> yeah, he's over there. He's just chilling in <laughs> Marine forever. Are you th- you think we're done with Dario? No, I think we'll check in on him every once in a while I'd, just to kind of see how things how are going. How bad of an idea is it to leave Dario in charge of oh, Marine, yeah. though? Well, the Marine's in shambles, really, in, in a lot He's of ways. He's not going to fix it. I mean, I mean, she she did fix some things, but I mean, there's still there's a lot of unrest there. Oh, I know. And Dario's, Dario's not, not going to fix it. So this isn't a theory at all. I'm just saying this. I don't feel like this is a spoiler in any way, but I just imagine that she's going to, to um, Dorne because that's where the spiders kind of had some ties in with grandma sitting there waiting grandma tyrell <laughs> what's her Le- Le- olina olina yeah. they're all gonna go down there they're gonna head towards king's landing from the south john and they're all in the in the north they're gonna start heading south towards king's landing everyone's gonna meet and battle it out with cersei and then somewhere in there, the White Walker is going to show up, and then they're all just going to everyone's going to team up and fight the White Walk- Walkers. That's what I think might happen there, but you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, we definitely have two major things now. We got we got Daenerys and her. We'll have some side story stuff, so like with the Greyjoys and you know, right? Arya's nah, not Arya, well, but, but now the Greyjoys. Well, you got Euron Greyjoy, who's going to. I think we're going to see Daenerys and her army battle Euron's army. And I think that they've set up Jon Snow to be the one that goes against the Night King. Now, I don't know if he's going to have help with Daenerys or she's going to be busy trying to take over the crown. Or if they'll happen simultaneously. I'm actually curious to see if one happens before the other. Like, I'm curious so to see So you don't if, think the dragons will help out in fighting all the, see, I the, think the, that the they White will. Walkers? I think that they will. I hope that they will. You would think that they would have to, right? You would think they need all the help they can get now that Juan Juan's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That is true, but but I am but curious to, to see me, if she takes the crown first or has to fight the White Walkers first. That's a good question. Yeah, to me, John is John will take care of the White Walker. Like Daenerys may have a part in that. That's possible, but they have to me firmly established that John is the one that has to. So you take think it's care the, of the White, White Walkers. Walkers that they'll address first, and then Cersei? No, I, I have no idea which order they're going to address them in. To me, it, the whole series probably has to end with the White Walkers. Like, yeah, I would think so. I, I also think, think Arya is going to give herself another key kill. I think it's going to be Cersei or the Mountain. 
That would be awesome. Yeah, you're right. I could see. Yeah, for or sure. Lose. But will they give? Yeah. They will they give the mountain to the hound? Oh, oh we haven't even talked about, talk the, about hound the hound making his great return. Yeah, a, a fan favorite, and yep, didn't know whether definitely. he was alive or dead. And I mean, he got pretty much a whole show dedicated to him. And it was a really interesting. Oh. I thought it was an it, interesting episode. It was, it awesome. was a nice little uh, nod to Elsewhere Engine. Oh, it's good to see uh, Ian McShane yeah. on screen. I yeah. love that guy. His character was he great. Was, yeah, too. he was yeah. really good. If you don't know who Ian McShane is, he was Elsewhere Engine in Deadwood, one of the all-time best characters, especially in HBO. And he was the, the pastor dude that, that kind of helped out the hound and gave him kind of a Like, actually trusted him. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. uh in, in the fifth season when Arya is going through her her no-name training and she tries to say that she hated the hound, she wanted to kill him, and he slaps her every time that she lies, right? Yep. And he kept slapping her over yep. and over, like, I did hate him, slap. I yep. hated him, slap. And it's just like, he's back, and they're going to team up somehow. I don't know if they team I wanna, up. I want to see a reunion. There will the be some sort of reunion, I'm sure. Yeah, I forgot about the hound. That's a good point. That was a pretty – I wouldn't say I was surprised to see him. We no, if you don't him see him die. die on screen, then yeah. they probably aren't dead. I think that's yeah. why a lot of people think Stannis is going to be back. Yeah, but he is one that I think is actually I actually dead. agree with that. And I don't know how bringing Stannis back would serve this story in any kind of yeah, way. Yeah, really. I think we're kind of past Stannis now. I agree with okay. that. All right, I'll give you that. God, won't, won't. <laughs> no, but you're right. A lot of people do think that. But I think a lot of, especially the book readers, apparently in the books, Stannis comes out off as a badass and a, and a noble character more so than the That's good. Show. They didn't really give him that much yeah, in the show. Yeah, and so a lot of the book readers are kind of holding on to the hope that Stannis is still alive because a lot of them kind of actually hope that he was going to take over yeah. the Iron Throne. Also in the finale, too, is when the Onion... Um, was he, He's not the Onion King, but the Onion... I don't know. Stannis is right-hand man. Oh, Davos? Davos. Yeah. When he, when he, uh, when he finds the... Oh, you wooden little, stag burned. Yeah, yeah. realizes oh, that Stannis' daughter, Shireen, yeah, uh, was burned. And of course, that's a pretty good like, that's a pretty good acting scene between him and, uh, and Melisandre. Melisandre. Well, you have your names down, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over this. I'm, I'm deep in, man. I'm deep. <laughs> See, I think Melisandre is going to head down to Dorne and be like, "Hey, I got this guy up. You should meet him." <laughs> yeah, I mean, because she just she's, M- she's a good guy. I think she's a good guy. I she think might so be too. mysterious and I think so burn too. people. But she, I think, I think, she's I think like she has the best in intention. Yeah, I think she truly believes she's doing what the Lord of Light wants yep, her to do, yep, and that's I agree all that she that. cares about. Uh, and so I think that she's still Team Jon Snow because she thinks that Jon Snow is the prince who was promised, which is a which is a theory which has been mentioned a few times. And you know, well, I don't know if that's a spoiler. It's not. It's been talked about a lot of times. There's a prince that was promised. And if you want to go really deep, um, basically it was prophesized that a prince would come who would basically save everyone. And yeah. she believes it's Jon Snow. I agree with her. Yeah. <laughs> she thought it was Stannis. And that was the whole kind of basis of what she was going by. She thought and it was Stannis. And then that shook her entire faith exactly. after that. And then Jon actually came back to life. So now she's right. back on the Lord of Light train. How about right. that scene when she gets old and naked? Dude, that was one of the, that was one of the most shocking. That moments That was the end of the sure. the first episode. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the most shocking moments and grossest and, and, and very shininess. And again, yeah, again afterwards, the uh, the writers of the show or the the directors said, you know, we never really established her age, who she was, and so that was a good opportunity to kind of show who she was underneath. And over the, they just kind of dropped it. 
Yeah. Like that right. was that was just kind of that. I think that was the only point of them doing that. It's just to say like, hey, this she's actually been around for a while and she does use some, you know, black magic or whatever. Right. right. Um, but still kind of cool for us just to see these just that's one great thing about Game of Thrones is that often when you think of fantasy, you usually go straight to Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And Game of Thrones has done a great job of distancing itself as that same genre and um just i don't know just working with different elements uh white walkers is is a great way to kind of bring into that but characters like malisandra just really makes it so unique yeah well i I think the thing that for me because i'm not huge into fantasy but i think the difference well here's how i separate the two i think with lord of the rings Everything that's in it, the drama, the action, is very fantasy drama, very fantasy action, very fantasy everything. And I think with Game of Thrones, yes, a lot of fantasy elements, and it is very much a fantasy show. But the drama is real drama, like real character-driven drama. And I think the action is real, like hand-to-hand. Like it's... the fights aren't like, oh, we're fighting, and then boom, a wizard shows up and like takes care of a lot of the stuff, or yeah, you know, that kind of you stuff. You like, shall yeah. not pass. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like. I think like fantasy is the fail safe for everything in in the Lord of the, and it's so heavily soaked. And it, it, it's like the the humans are like side characters, and they're such a minority, and everything is so fantasy driven. Whereas Game of Thrones, I think it's the opposite. Still very much human race, human driven. But with some really cool fantasy elements. Oh, good point. Good thrown point. In. All right, so I'm going to play a quick little game here. I'm going to name off some TV shows, and you say yes or no. If Game of Thrones is better. Oh, this is you're going to hear a lot of no's from me. <laughs> but this will be All a fun right. game. Breaking Bad, right out the gates. Oh wait, wait, wait. I mean, you'll hear a lot of wait. So okay, so saying, I'll tell you which is show do Game you think of Thrones is better? better. Yeah, I say Game of Thrones. All right, Rage. Is it better? Yes. Yeah, it's better. The Wire. I think Game of Thrones. I, 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 I think Game of Thrones is better. I, I think Game of Thrones is better. It's it's so hard because they're two different genres. But yeah, I Game of Thrones for me. Yeah, I, it's I, Game I of love Thrones. The Wire, but I think Game of Thrones is so good. Yeah. Uh, Sopranos. See, that's funny because those the those yep, four are, are widely considered the four greatest shows of all time. Game of Thrones is now in that discussion. It was always Sopranos, then it was always Sopranos and The Wire, then it was always Sopranos, Wire, and Breaking Bad, and now it's Sopranos, Wire, Breaking Bad, and Game of Thrones. Uh, l- let me say this. Uh, <laughs> I'll preface it. Sopranos has always been my number one show. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's always been my number one. Yours is Breaking Bad, right, Rach? No, it's Sopranos. Sopranos too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Breaking Bad has always been your number two. Well, Not always. Since, but well, since it's been around. Uh, Game of Thrones definitely... I, I've been saying for the last couple seasons now that Game of Thrones has been my number two. And I finally, this season was the first time I said that the Sopranos might actually have a chance to be surpassed. By a show, and I didn't think that was ever possible. That's how I'll answer that question. Never really That's had battle so with the you'll answer it by not answering the question. Exactly. I, 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 would, I, I would say right now they're equals for me. He wants to say it. He just feels like he's betraying. No, I do. first. It, Sopranos has been my long time number one show, and I think that Game of Thrones may surpass it. Uh. I think that you also haven't watched Sopranos since it went off the air. <laughs> so I feel like. You probably That's not need true. To re- I've, I've rewatched season one. 
When I watch when I when I rewatch The Sopranos, it just does not hold up, and it's, it's the family element, not like the gangster element. It just annoys me. Really? Oh yeah. I don't know. Oh. I, I'm not ready to make. I'm not ready to say that Game of Thrones is better than Sopranos because <laughs> I, I also haven't watched it in quite a while. I never got Hard Home or Battle of the Bastards in any of those shows. Oh, there's That's some, there's some anything great, like that. It's amazing. There were a lot of great moments in Sopranos. There were. There were. Oh, well, and Gandolfini's performance is still the best TV performance there's ever been. What's like, that? Oh, Gandolfini. Gandolfini's performance is Tony Soprano. It's hard to compare. It, I, I just think. It's definitely about Breaking it, Bad and, and The Wire for me. It's me also too, an interesting too. question to ask which show is better that's a yeah, that's like a different question like than more? which one is your favorite because that's a lot harder for me to answer than which show is better oh yeah game of thrones is better than basically everything yeah um the only one that i would have problems saying is maybe sopranos because sopranos was top-notch with everything i mean to me the writing was top-notch acting was top like yeah his kids weren't acting top-notch there, but all the other down seasons in the sopranos though i thought the fourth season was weak I thought the third season was kind of weak. See, I don't, fifth I, season I didn't, was strong. Sixth season was okay. I mean, the fifth season of The Wire was it's was was kind of weak. Yeah, but I don't feel like there's some weak seasons in Game of Thrones, and we're through the sixth season. No, and, I don't. And I don't. It's about to get even better, I think. And the world that it's created has been just the world building is un- unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, unparalleled. I think I haven't seen world building like this since. I mean, either. Star Wars, or really, honestly, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe Harry but Potter. The, I don't know. And look, these yeah, are all fantasy it's, sci-fi. It's hard to do that when you. That's why. It's, well, I don't know. It's, the world, do, the world building in the Wire. See, if I say writing wise, compare the best two out there. I'd say the Wire and Game of Thrones. If I say my favorite out there, well, it's Game of Thrones and well, probably the Wire. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just a hard it's hard comparison tough. to make. But anyway, I just curious. Game of Thrones real good though. God, I know good. that. It's yeah, pretty so good. good. I think by the time it's all said and done, I think I'll, I'll finally pass the mantle on to Game of Thrones. Do it, man. I've already jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> I love The Wire, but I'm I'm yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So Game of Thrones dominated the nominations, but... The Didn't pe- it lead nominations? It, yeah, it did, actually. <laughs> it had more nominations than any other show this year. Uh, but The People vs. O.J. Simpson, uh, an American crime story... Uh, also dominated. I think it ended up with the second most nominations. Real good show. Uh, really, really good. Uh, Mr. Robot broke out for its first season. But it, it won Best Drama last year, so... I thought it just won Best Actor. Uh, no, Game of Thrones won Best Drama Okay, it won Best Actor then. Yeah. Christian Slater won. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. But it was nominated. And I think that was for Golden Globes, kid. I think <sighs> this is... Yeah, Could've it would have to be because there's only been one season so far, so this would have to be the first uh, Emmys okay. for it. You're thinking Golden Globes. Cut Scratch all that out. Jacob. She's going to look real stupid if we leave that in. <laughs> I can call it yeah, Star Wars I'll, again. I'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> that means he's leaving it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I never expected him to take it out anyway. Uh, so those were kind of the highlights. But Blackish kind of came out of nowhere. Blackish uh, is really good. It is really good. Blackish is a fun show. That's really funny. You wanna, have I've, you watched I've watched some of it, and I just never laughed that much. But I don't like... He doesn't Prime like shows anymore. He also doesn't like happy comedy. You oh, you true. like I'm Silicon Valley. Of- you like Arrested Development. You like yeah. oh, v- darker, dry yeah. humor, yeah. like kind of cynical comedy. Yeah, 
That's true. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Goldbergs, and I know y'all love that. Yeah, love Goldbergs. Blackish is a is a feel good family comedy. It is. I love Blackish though. Uh, so so I was I was happy to see it. Let, let's cover best drama series: The Americans, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, Downton Abbey, Better Call Saul, Mr. Robot, and Homeland. How's Homeland still getting Homeland's nominated? Still on TV? Yeah, exactly. Is anybody <laughs> I feel even like that's like anymore? Modern Family still getting nominated? Yeah, I agree. Actually, um, I, I think that Game of Thrones is probably a no brainer to win this. It better. Um, it, it should. Uh, uh, Mr. Robot had a strong first season. Better Call Saul. Have either of y'all watched Mr. Robot yet? Yeah. Yeah. Good? It's good. It's I, good. It's good. It's, it's worth watching. It's interesting. The end of the first season was a little bit of a letdown, but not enough for me to be like, ah, screw this show. I'm not watching it anymore. I was I was surprised by how much I liked it, actually. So with all the nominations that um, American Crime Story got, are you surprised it didn't get nominated for Best Show? Well, well it's, it's, it's a mini series. Or is it, or is it series. best comedy? It's oh, okay. It's, best a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the best. It's a different category. Okay, I see. Uh, uh, because there's so many, or I think they're calling limited series now, because, so they yeah. can include like the True Detectives. It's not just the two right ones. So, they, seasons that inclusive. they change yeah. change storylines every single season, like American Horror Story as well. Yeah. It's actually become like a, a prominent category Fargo. now. It was kind of yeah, Fargo. It was, good, it, it was kind example. of a forgettable category. Now it's like a prominent category. Yeah. Uh, best comedy series: Veep, Transparent, Silicon Valley, Modern Family, Master of None, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, and Blackish. Man, Netflix is just killing it. Uh, <laughs> Weirdly, the only show that I don't like on there is Veep, which is probably the only one that Jacob watches. Uh, Veep's hilarious. I actually didn't get a chance to finish the season, but I will eventually. I think it's great. There's, a lot of there's these a running joke up. in it. It just reminds me so much of Rust Development. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, I think that that's going to come down to probably Veep, Transparent, and Silicon Valley. They're kind of the most buzzed about right now, I believe. Uh, I like Silicon Valley this season. I I still liked it. I'd imagine it goes to Veep. I'm, I'm yeah. tired of all the coincidences in Silicon Valley. Like, every time something comes up, oh, they just solve it, like, every episode. Oh, I mean, it's very, it's, it's very. So here's a problem, we fix the problem, here's another problem. Over and over. I mean, that's the entire series, though. It's, it's not just right. unique to this right, season, it's been that way. It, it has, you're right, it's been like that, that way since the beginning, and it's finally worn on me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I still think it's pretty funny. It's funny, I'm not saying it's not funny. Uh, but I do want to m- mention Master of None. It, it's a Netflix series with Aziz Ansari, and if you haven't watched it, it it's really smart. It's not, um, it's not like I don't know belly laughter humor like when I watched it. But I just kept thinking like that's so smart and that's so funny. Like, um, and it does have some dark spots to it, but it's also a it, it has some some heartwarming moments as well. I thought it was really good. I recommend Master of None. I don't feel like very many people have watched it, but it's a good show. Um, I agree with that. Actually, it's it's really really funny. Most people uh, I know who've watched it liked it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm really glad smart. to see it get some love. We don't. We're not going to cover all the the people that were nominated for acting awards. I'm just going to hit on a few highlights. Nope. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh well, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I, I wanted to give special props to. Lori Metcalf for getting a nomination. Uh, for Big Bang? Is she for, for Big Bang? For or getting for on. Just oh, for get- seen- oh, yeah, she isn't getting on. Yeah, like it's just kind of cool to see her name again. But what I really want to talk about... Y'all uh, realize that she's got a ton of awards. Does she, she? She won a lot for uh, for Ro- Roseanne. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I, I just personally haven't seen her much since Roseanne. She's good. She's really She plays a really super neurotic doctor in uh, Getting On. 
Oh, that's cool. She's yeah. good. I was just happy to see her. Like, oh, wow, Lori Metcalf. Over the course of her career, it looks like she's got about 10 Emmy nominations, and half of those are for Roseanne. Yeah. yeah. She was she great. Was great. Four Roseanne. For Roseanne. She was second to Dan. Yeah. Uh, but most of these are like guest nominations. Yeah. So she, And I think she was a stage actress, too. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see the Game of Thrones cast, besides just Peter Dinklage and Lena Headey. Yeah. Uh, get nominated because those two have been nominated and those probably are the two best actors in the show I, um, I would agree with that because look inevitably I don't think Arya is that good of an actress She's she okay. got nominated this I year I know though. she did yeah, yeah. I have never thought Amelia Clark was that great I would agree with nominated. that I would agree with that she was nominated Kit Harrington was nominated this and year actually when I, and when I think of Kit Harrington I, I think I think he just has a cool I think character. he can do Jon Snow I don't know that he can do anything else but yeah, we'll see. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I like Kit Harrington. I do. He's I, he's a likable character. But I mean, it's to me, it's clear as day that Peter Dinklage and Lena hit. I mean, they they're yeah. the two best. Yeah, uh, they're killer. They're the two best in the show. There's for other sure. good actors. There, there's on other that like show, like but. Tywin uh, Lannister. Charles Dance was really good. Uh, Various, I think, is a good actor. Right. Uh, but but these characters probably aren't. Str- Big enough exactly. to get nominated. That's what right. I'm thinking. So the, like the, they, Littlefinger. They nom- Littlefinger. That actor's a good actor. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a really good actor. Shoot, I think uh, uh, Sansa. I can't think of the actress's name. Yeah. I thought she should have been nominated. She. Was, I'm she, actually surprised she wasn't. She should for this season. Yes. Her, arc, her arc this season was really good. Yeah, I agree She pulled it off. Uh, but it was just cool just because as a Game of Thrones fan to see the love spread out a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Deserving or not, kind of yeah. nice to see oh, them. Oh, man, they're blown out of the water. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I was glad to see, personally, uh, Maura Tierney from The Affair uh, get nominated. Unfortunately, the only uh, acting nomination of the cast because uh, McNulty from The Wire. Uh, gosh, what's his name, Rachel? What's his name? Uh, uh, I have it in my Dominic head. Dominic West. 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 Uh, he's, he's a, he and um, Ruth Wilson are the two main characters, then Maura Tierney and Joshua Jackson are the supporting characters. The affair is supposed to be really good. Oh, it's amazing. It's I, really I, good. To what, me, it's what the channel is it on? second Showtime. best. I think it's the second best drama on TV right now. I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's on Showtime. Dominique West, man. Yeah, he's great. In Guy's it. underrated. He's killing it. He is. Uh, I thought it was weird that Key got nominated for Key and Peel, but Peel didn't. Like, how do you separate the two? Like, doesn't that suck for yeah, Peel? That's a good question. Doesn't that suck for Peel? Like, how do they just decide one of them gets nominated and the other doesn't? Yeah, but didn't that, that always, like, the case with Friends, too, though? Yeah, it's true. Chandler always got nominated. Or probably Seinfeld to some extent. Yeah, that's true. But their names are in the show. And it's and it's a sketch Peele. comedy with just the two of them. Yeah. So right. that's yeah. harder to differentiate. <laughs> like, flip a coin. Uh uh, speaking of Kate McKinnon, we we did the Ghostbusters review in our other show. She got nominated for her role in Saturday Night Live. She's kind of the standout in that cast right now. Judith Light, this was so crazy for me. To, it was like seeing Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne all of a sudden again. Uh, Judith Light was the mom and who's the boss. Oh, yeah. She got nominated uh, this year for her role in Transparent. That was weird. Then the other big thing we need to talk about, the best limited series, American Crime, Fargo, The Night Manager, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, and Roots. I think it's great that y'all happen to watch uh, American Crime Story. Yeah. Uh, and, and because you it, have a lot of input on that. You and need so, to watch it. Since it has so many. Well, I kind of want to now since I just watched the uh, OJ Made in America and now that documentary on ESPN. And now, uh, now you have all these nominations for the, um, the OJ, the, the American Crime Story. Yeah. Definitely piqued my interest. 
Well, and look sure, at, I mean, people. I mean, they killed the acting nomination. And they should. Courtney B. Vance was fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. and what channel and, was uh, this on? FX. FX. Okay. And Sarah Paulson. Those are the two standouts yeah, to and me, they played, easily. They played Johnny Cochran and uh, Marsha Clark, and they were easily the standouts. So good. Yeah. Um, and Courtney B. Vance is going up against some heavy hitters. He is. He's going up against Brian Cranston, Benedict Cumberbatch, Idris Elba, who I love. Cuba Gooding Jr., also for The People versus O.J. Simpson, and Tom Hiddleston. But I've seen almost all those performances, and I would still go with Courtney B. Vance, probably. He was so good. Uh, so that's that's all I have for uh, the Emmy nominations. I I think it's pretty obvious that, that Game of Thrones and, and People versus O.J. Simpson are going to dominate this year's Emmys. Hey, can I ask you this about the Emmys? Because I don't understand this. Why are the Emmys... In August, why are they in the middle? Of, why are we getting nominations in the middle of the year? Uh, they do it because uh, seasons don't, you know, as opposed to to, t- to movies where it's a calendar year, January to December. With TV, it's pretty much September through May, and so you know most of, uh, you know this, and then now you have some summer shows, but it's it's traditionally been that way because the last. You know, it's it's called so there's May the Sweet. fall season and the spring season or something. Yeah, and and for for prime t- for for network TV, you know, cable's different. It's usually a run of ten to thirteen episodes, but with uh, network shows, it's usually like twenty four episodes or so. So you have these long seasons, but they don't end until May. So then, of course, you you have to have time to everybody to watch stuff and nominate stuff and and all that stuff. So it's. It's just set up differently because the, their calendar year is basically through May instead of January to December. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then when are the Emmys? If we're going to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. the September 18th. There you go. The day after Brandon's birthday. That is exactly right. So there you go. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about as far as the Emmys go? Anything else? Mm-hmm. That covers up. Uh, so there you go. I hope you enjoyed the Game of Thrones Emmy episode. Be sure to comment. Tell us what you want to win at this year's Emmys or if you want to chime in with some Game of Thrones conversation. We're always up to talking about GOT. Thank you so much for listening to Pulp Fiction. <laughs>